Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So people ask me a lot, especially on the Facebook messages and Twitter and truth. They say, Dan, why do you talk the way do you uh, way you do? Why isn't you act the way you do? And then they say to me, why is Trump the way he is? Why does he talk the way he is? And I've got this theory about Donald Trump because we grew up in the same borough. Donald Trump is actually not a Manhattan kid. He's a Queens kid like I was. A different part of Queens. But you'll see what I mean coming up with this video video in the beginning of the show. It'll explain a lot about me, but I'm actually the least interesting part of it because I'm not in it at all. It explains Trump and New York better than anything. I got that. Also, something happened overseas. Remember campaigns, snapshots, and sound bites. It's not even a little thing. It may seem that. Folks, my pillow, they have a soft and absorbent 100% long staple Sherpa cotton six piece set. It's only $29.98 with promo code Dan. Go to mypillow.com right now. Click on the radio podcast specials or call 1 800 637 4982. Big show today. So, this will answer a lot of stuff. And also, we've got to get back to our Is It Bad Enough segment yet? Because there's some stuff that popped this weekend. You know, Monday is a loaded show full of a lot of stuff. Well, you're going to ask yourself, are we there yet? Where people are going to start voting differently and voting out these liberal communist tyrants screwing up your cities? The answer is, I don't know. We'll throw it out to the poll, as we always do. You heard me talk about important uh, the importance of a VPN to protect your online privacy. Choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. Now, I only recommend brands my listeners I believe in, I use. I can say with full confidence, ExpressVPN is the best VPN in the market. Here's why. Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. They developed a technology called Trusted Server. Makes your VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. Second, speed. ExpressVPN uses Lightweight, a new VPN protocol engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. ExpressVPN is always blazing fast. Let's me stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. And the last thing is how easy it is to use. You don't need any technical skills to get set up. I don't have a man. Folks, I can do it. You can do it too. Fire up the app, tap one button to connect. It's that easy. The Verge, Business Insider, and other tech journals rate ExpressVPN, the number one VPN in the world. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph, big weekend. Happy freaking Monday, everybody. And yes, it was a big weekend. Joe was banging away at the drums this week at church. <laughs> it was. I love. I love that in church. I love it. Yeah, it's great. And Father Marty gave a kick-ass uh, homily too. Hey, listen. Before I get to what I was going to tell you about about that, on a very serious note. So a lot of you grew up watching Friends. I know we don't do Hollywood and culture stuff on the show. I get it. Just bear with me a second, especially in the chat. So Matthew Perry. Uh, who played Chandler on this show, Friends. I did not watch Friends. My wife loved the show. She knows every single episode. A lot of friends of, mine's en- uh, friends of mine enjoyed it too. Uh, and the only reason Matthew Perry kind of sticks out to me for his acting and stuff, because I don't really care much about Hollywood and that kind of thing, is my daughter, Isabel, is actually named after a character in a Matthew Perry movie, Fools Rush In about the very white Matthew Perry and the very Hispanic Selma Hayek and this cultural thing, and they get married. And uh, she's Issa, uh, Isabel. And we couldn't find a name for my first daughter. So that's who Isabel. Everybody thinks it's name, she was named after the hurricane. There was a hurricane Isabel in Maryland happened right before she was born. No, it was from that movie. But I just say, um, 
to people who suffer from addiction. Whether you like Matthew Perry's work or Hollywood or not, besides the point for the purposes of this. This happened to my cousin, my first cousin. I'm not talking about a distant cousin, a second cousin, a fourth cousin. I mean my first cousin. He was younger than me, and I loved the kid to death. I'm going to say his name, so, you know, but I was coming home from a, a trip in Los Angeles. I was doing a video, uh, this, this documentary piece about the Secret Service. It was on the History Channel, and I was driving back, and I got a call that my cousin, who was younger than me, I think he was 18 at the time, they found him in a, in a, in a bathtub. Yeah, dead uh, in, in Brooklyn. And it was like a flop house. And folks, I got to tell you, this was like a great kid. This wasn't some, it just, when he got in a bad car accident when he was like 16 years old and messed him up and drugs after that. And, you know, I just say to everyone out there who's got a problem with, the, with drugs and addiction, you're always welcome on this show, man. You know, we all, listen to me, we all have our demons. You have no idea how many demons I've got. I battle them every day. Every, just like you wake up every morning with that urge that's hard to squelch, everyone's got their own demons. I've got mine. I know how hard they are to beat. If I say, don't, don't ever, I'm not anybody's role model here, but you are always welcome on this show. Always. You're loved. Someone, many people, lots of people love you out there. And the world takes hostages. I just want you to try to get a hold of it because if that happens to you, what happened to Matthew Perry, it's not consequence free. The people around you have to live with losing you forever like we have to live with losing my cousin. It was a really, really horrible day. I think all the time what he would have been right now. Just something to get out of the way before we, uh, before we move on. I heard about it this weekend driving back from an event in Fort, uh, Fort Lauderdale. So, all right. Uh, moving on to some other stories out there. So. You know, I, I get this question a lot. And I, I, I mean, this segment may sound kind of, may, may come off sarcastic and like kind of at an odd place in the show. Why would you do this first? But it's not. I feel like we need to know each other a little better because we spend so much time. Some of us spend four hours to get, to get to, together. You do the podcast and you stay for the radio show. And actually, I'd say more than four hours together because those of you in the chat, you know, some of you were here early today. I chat with people in the, in the chat sometimes as early as 945. And I pop in and out throughout the hour and I read what's going on. So we're, you know, some of us are together here five hours a day. And you guys, I love you, man. Massive heart pound. I do it, but my elbows don't work. You get the point. So I get this a lot. Why do you speak the way you do? So long and short around this video is uh, these, these missing posters of the Israeli hostages taken by the demon savages who are being killed, tortured, raped. Uh, there was a story this weekend about something that happened to a baby. And it's just, it, it's really hard to talk about. These people are demon savages, so they've been putting these missing posters up around New York and elsewhere. And of course, uh, you know, beasts and demons and evil pieces of shit, they've been running around pulling them down because they love the demon savages and want the demon savages to take more hostages and kill and rape and torture more people. So I would highly recommend in some neighborhoods in New York City, you don't do that. It's a bad idea. Because I grew up around guys like the guy you're going to see in this video right here. This was everyone in New York. Okay. This is everyone. They are really tough people. I don't mean tough like they're going to fight Conor McGregor in the UFC tough. I mean, they're mentally tough. Like even if you're Conor McGregor in the UFC and you beat the shit out of them, they're not going to stop fighting you. Like the, my, this, that, that, that guy Vinny, the story I tell all the time. The kid who never won a fight in his life, but no one wanted to fight him because he would never give up. 
forever. You'd be pounding his head on a car. He'd be biting you still. That's that's the New York guys I knew. They were, I'm not kidding. They were genuine badasses. They are really, really tough guys. And this is why I'm the way I am, why I talk the way I am. You may not like it. I get it. I totally understand. Watch this guy when he confronts a Demon Savage supporter for ripping the signs down and this whole thing about me and why Trump talks the way he does. Maybe it'll make a little more sense. Check this out. I'm a veteran. I'm telling you. Don't do it. I'm not fucking Jewish. He's not Jewish. I don't know if he is or not. It doesn't fucking matter. This is fucking the U.S. That's New York City. You don't have a fucking right to touch that shit. This is a free country. You can wave your Palestine flag and say death to the Jews or America whenever you want. But we can put up fucking signs. Okay? Then don't rip that down. You are doing something. You're offending us, motherfucker. Yeah, you are. When you throw that on the floor, you're littering the city. In a minute, I'm going to litter on the fucking floor with you. You have a proof? So move the fuck on. Do you have proof that not kidnapped? No, so shut the fuck up. I know that's what you want. I'm dying to fucking put you in the hospital. Come on, you piece of shit. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm just telling you, I'm doing you a public service for the terrorist sims. These guys in New York are all like that. They're construction workers. They've been pumping gas all day. Their dads are cops. They're plumbers. They've got, you know, man hands. You know the man hands I'm talking about? They got like veins and cut up skin. And you see, like, I, my nail, like, disgusting. All chewed up like ripped up nails and you have just nasty ass hands of calluses everywhere they you know they don't look like bodybuilders but they're thick you know what i mean like they all pooch from maybe a couple too many brewskis but you don't want to f with them folks don't do it these guys i'm they're this is new york this is what i was immersed in it's i cover it in my new book like how when i moved in from long island and i was really young i was not ready for the city and after getting your ass kicked a couple of times, you get ready quick. I need you to understand, like, not that Trump's some street brawler, but he grew up in Queens, not very far from where I was. And a lot of these people, even in these relatively wealthy neighborhoods in Queens, they're all like that. Everyone. And even if you're not living in that wealthy neighborhood, you're shopping in the store next to them and everyone's like that guy. Don't uh, listen, man. F around and find out. Watch Roger Scare's video. Don't do that in New York. All right, getting back to some serious stuff. I never start to show like this ever, but I thought on a Monday, I probably watched that video a thousand times. And by the way, you see how that wuss bag, the terrorist simp loser? This is why I tell you about these terrorist simps. They're such cowards. They'll shoot up a baby. They'll scream, Allahu Akbar. They'll go out screaming like, look how tough we are. They'll do a propaganda video. And then you see them in the propaganda video. Joe, here's their push-ups. They... It looks like they're doing something different rather than push-ups. This is what, this is these guys. You see how much of a chump that guy is the minute a real man confronts him? Oh, oh I thought you were a tough guy. I thought you were a tough guy. They are the biggest wuss bags you have ever seen. I used to interview these guys in my last line of work when I was working this terror case with the FBI. We would interview these guys. They are such wusses. They will cry at a moment's notice. But you give them an AK-47 and a green headband, and they're like, we're real badasses. I shot up a bunch of seven-year-old girls. Oh, you got them, buddy. What a coward. You'll get, you're a real hero. You'll get your 72 versions. Wusses. Look at that guy's face. Rewind the tape and check that out. You see that guy's face. Big wuss. So, folks, is it bad enough yet? 
Every week we're forced to do this segment. You see it all around you. You see the inflation crisis. You see what's going on with crime in the inner cities. And I'm going to tell you something important today. You need to understand. Because Biden's approval rating is going lower and lower and lower. He's now got a primary opponent who could win New Hampshire because of Biden's complications with the ballot. This guy, Dean Phillips, he's got RFK Jr. sucking off independent voters. He's got Cornell West sucking off uh, a bunch of freaking like super radical far leftists. Biden is in real trouble and they know it. He is probably the only candidate who has a less than 10% chance of winning. He is in real trouble. But I'm going to tell you something you need to tattoo on your brain. There are three, and I mean three issues that are going to hurt this guy the worst. And why? Because I always try to back it up with some data. These are the kitchen table issues that impact voters the most. It hurts them. It grabs them. It hurts their kids. And these are the, uh, these are the, the, the issues that Biden is doing the worst on. Number one, inflation. Number two, the border. Number three, crime. These are the three issues that are going to damage Biden the most. Inflation hurts your pocketbook directly. The border situation is hurting communities on the southern border, New York, Chicago, and elsewhere where they're being shipped directly. And the crime situation, although there's an argument to be made that, well, Biden's national as a president, he may not have much to do with it. They pin it on the Democrat Party. No serious person thinks the Republicans are the pro-crime party. No serious person. even. Even moderate Democrats don't believe that. People are still alive who remember New York City under Giuliani versus de Blasio and Eric Adams. So you're never going to convince them. They may not like Giuliani. They may hate Republicans. But you're never going to convince them that the Republicans are worse on crime. You got me? These three issues are going to do the most damage to him. This is why, although we'll have to put out the poll, poll bot guy, I need your help right now. Do you think it's bad enough that people are going to start in large numbers to start voting differently like they did. Uh, yes, you think they're going to start voting differently. No, you think liberals are going to do the same old routine. I want to know where you are. I'll tell you my answer. Drum roll, please. Doing the Joe face. He's doing it. Then. Okay, church this weekend. Uh, no, it's not bad enough yet. It's not. Yeah, there you go. Most of you agree with me. I, I, it's not. It's, it's not. Now, I said large numbers, which means I think small Groups of people are going to start coming over. I think we're going to see a move in the black vote, a move in the Hispanic vote. Here's what I mean. The border directly impacting people. Bill Malugin, look at these numbers, ladies and gentlemen. If this is not a kick in the nuts with no cup on, I don't know what is, man. New CBP data reveals Border Patrol released over 900,000 migrants into the U.S., in fiscal year 2023, after they were apprehended crossing illegally, including a staggering 155,800 in September alone. Keep in mind, these numbers don't include ports of entry releases. For context, 900,000 is a population size larger than several U.S. states, including Wyoming, Vermont, Alaska, North and South Dakota. Nine. 100,000 people, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, that doesn't include what? Anyone in the chat know? That doesn't include what? Yes, you nailed it. Gotaways. These are just the people who we, quote, know about. This is going to do significant damage. And it is only a matter of time. 
Keep in mind, it may not be before this election. But if this, if Biden, God forbid, were to win and this continues for six or seven more years, there will be a time, it'll probably be too late, when even liberals whose cities are completely overrun by roughly a million people a year pouring into the country illegally, probably more, where they're going to say, I've had enough. We can't support this anymore. Is it soon? Is it later? I don't know. I don't know. Here's another one on the immigration and crime situation. This is a video out of Chicago, a local news station. Chicago. Yes, like Illinois. That's Chicago. We're on a radio station there, WLS, on our show. This is a video out of Chicago of local residents. I don't know their politics. If you're playing a probability game, they're most likely liberals, but we don't know. They are, they're done. They want to open more shelters for illegal immigrants inside these communities that are falling apart. They're pissed off. Is it bad enough yet? I don't think so. Is it bad enough yet, however, that some people are waking up? The answer is absolutely. Take a look. Nobody told us. We have more than a few thousand people who signed a signature here who said no. We said no. Tensions escalate on the southwest side as the city gets closer to housing at least 2,000 migrants at a base camp in Brighton Park. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Scott Schneider. And I'm Don Hasbrook. That encampment is slated for a vacant lot at 38th in California, but a meeting tonight grew heated when residents divided on the plan. This is what I'm talking about. Is it bad enough yet for a mass migration? When I say a mass migration, no pun intended, of voters from the liberal goon commie side over to our side, when I say a mass migration, I'm talking about Reagan 1980-1984. Because if, say, let's say Trump wins and he wins by a sliver again, you may say, Dan, you were wrong. People voted differently. No, I'm not wrong. Of course, some people are going to vote differently. These people in Chicago appear to be waking up too. That's not what I'm saying. I want to be absolutely clear. I'm talking about a Rudy Giuliani re-election, Ronald Reagan 1984-type moment. Reagan won 49 states. So many people got so frustrated with the Democrat shithole they had created under Carter and saw a new America under Reagan that Reagan almost won the entire country. That is not, that is unheard of in modern times. He won New Jersey, New York, Illinois, Maryland. That's insane. Insane. Giuliani, when he ran for re-election after he cleaned up liberal David Dinkins' mess, won by 18 points in New York City. That is freaking bananas. You know how nuts that is? That's the kind of movement I'm talking about. So don't tell me it can't happen. I'm not, not that you in the chat would say it. It did happen. I saw it happen twice, New York and nationally. It can happen. It will happen. The question is when. And I'm going to tell you something. I haven't done a segment on this in a bit. But compounding the problem is the growing Biden mafia family scandal. I got a quick story on this because something I told you a few weeks ago about the cheese trail is coming true right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not 100 years ago. I'm going to be candid with you. There's no cash economy anymore. What do you mean, Dan? You can pay in cash. Some things, nothing like it was years ago. Joe, remember COD growing up? You used to be able to pay for cash for delivery. That's what a COD was, cash on delivery. Out. There are places don't even take cash anymore. That has a lot to do with the next segment on Biden. This is why this guy's effed. I've been telling you about that the whole time. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's important though. Stay here. There's a lot going on around the globe right now. Times feel uncertain. We're working hard. Our dollars aren't going as far as they used to. Many Americans are putting their expenses on credit cards. 
seeing the debt pile up. We can't trust our leadership for any short, short of help either. One thing's for certain, though. It's a great company. My friends at American Financing, they've been helping homeowners all over the country just like you. While it may feel overwhelming on your own, they can help you use your home's equity to pay off that mounting debt. A 10-minute call, that's all it takes. These guys are in it for you, not the banks. Their customers are saving an average of $700 a month. There's no obligation or co- there's no cost or obligation to find out how much you can save. In these uncertain times, savings need to be a priority. Call American Financing Salary-Based Mortgage Consulting today. American Financing. Here's the number. 888-994-7660. That's 888-994-7660. Or visit them online, AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS, org. Thanks, American Financing. All right, back to the show. Listen, Holman Jenkins, a guy, I like to read his work at the Wall Street Journal. I mentioned him quite a bit. Very sober kind of, he writes, you know, in a deeply analytical way. Um, I would say it's not the most readable stuff sometimes. I don't mean that as a knock. He, he's a very intellectual, smart guy. and um, I, I don't know. I don't want to dumb people that you can read. It'll make sense. I'm just saying, like, his stuff is really deep, and I enjoy it. He writes at the Wall Street Journal, and he's not known as like some big bomb thrower or flamethrower, which I probably have a reputation for, even though I throw flames, you know, when there's gasoline around. I didn't put the gasoline down. You know, I'm just the one who, uh, I'm just the one who lit the match. He put this article out this weekend saying like Biden's finished. And basically his only salvation is to pick a new vice president because everybody knows like he's not going to be able to make it right now. And he writes his part. This is why I talk about the Biden crime family. See, I'll call it the, if they're not willing to call that, I will. He says, I'm not sure the public's should be quite ready to write off Hunter's significance just yet. And he notes what Joe did or didn't do at this point is almost becoming ancillary. He says the issue became overnight. The disconcerting eagerness of our institutions to corrupt themselves in the Hunter mess from the DOJ and IRS to the FBI and Intel service is a great point. Although I don't agree what Joe did or didn't do is ancillary. He makes this great point that it's not what the left is failing to understand is even if you're a Biden supporter and think he was a useful idiot, like, oh, I love my son. I don't know what he did wrong. You still aren't grasping how deadly of a scandal this is to his campaign because nobody around him is willing to do anything about the Department of Justice, the IRS and the FBI being complicit accomplices in the Biden crime family. You get what he's saying here? Like, even if you don't even care about Biden, this isn't even about him anymore only. It's about a bigger scandal that Americans are pissed off about. And I could tell from the police state premiere this weekend, where again, the movie, the movie you did with Dinesh, the virtual premiere went crazy because people were just like blown away by how much we live in a tyranny right now. And some of them didn't even realize it. Here's something Byron Donalds brought up this weekend that I brought up on the show. I don't know if you guys remember this. I was talking about this maybe two months ago. Haven't been a financial crimes investigator on a task force for a long time. I love financial crimes cases. Ladies and gentlemen, it is impossible, almost impossible, almost, I should say, to hide money anymore. You can't. We do not live in a cash economy. Nobody gets paid by cash. Almost nobody pays in cash. Just look at the numbers. Don't take my word for it. I wish it were different. It's none of the government's business. I'm a big supporter of actually paying in cash. However, there's a reason governments around the world got rid of the high denomination euro notes. They used to call them the bin Ladens. They'd love to get rid of the $100 bill because we don't live in a cash economy. That's Now, that's a bad thing. We should have a cash economy or it should be easy to spend. It's none of the government's business. Having said that, if you're going to commit a crime like Joe Biden, I believe he did, 
it is really, really difficult to do everything in cash and keep it out of your name. Here's Byron Donalds, who's got a lot of experience in the finance space on Maria Bartiromo this weekend, telling you what I said. Ladies and gentlemen, Biden's going to get busted because if this money that I believe was flowing into Joe Biden's accounts and his personal, his, to his personal benefit from his son, eventually contractors and stuff that were, say, doing work at his house, that he paid for a car, they had to get paid by someone. No one brought in boatloads of cash. So someone must have paid on his behalf. I think they may have the records now. Listen to this. Critics of this investigation keep saying that there's no evidence. What do you believe is the most damning evidence? We know that you've had 176 suspicious activity reports indicating lots of flowing of money in in 20 different shell uh, shell accounts. And you've also had witness testimony. But what do you deem as the most damning evidence so far of potential bribery? Well, honestly, the most damning evidence is now we're starting to see the transactions that went to Joe Biden, money actually going into his hands. One of the things that I believe we're going to uncover is that there were payments made on behalf of Joe Biden where they they didn't give the money to him, but the money was spent on his behalf. Yes, this is what I was telling you, folks. I did this. I can't do a lot. I did that. I loved financial crimes investigations, did it for Three and a half years exclusively. It's all I did. Following the money is not hard. All they have to do is this one simple thing. Let's say Joe Biden on his Rehoboth, uh, Delaware, you know, million dollar beach house. Got a huge rental. Let's say he got a nice roof, whatever. Roof's 50 grand. All you got to do is go and subpoena the roof guy and find out who paid him. What's he going to say? No one. I volunteered my, my services. Really? Well, did he claim that Joe Biden then? Did he claim that somewhere? What did he, what did he, is everyone volunteered? That's kind of weird, right? He got a new uh, HVAC system, $30,000 air conditioner off the beach. He had it specially designed for the salt water, whatever. Who paid? Oh, no, Joe Biden didn't pay. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts did. Oh, he did. Why? Why did he pay for Joe? What was done for You understand you can't hide this stuff, man. Joe Biden is knee deep in what appears to be both the tax evasion, influence peddling, and possible money laundering scandal. It's not just one thing. Finally, another piece here. The Federalist in the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Check this out. Joe Biden's tax returns don't explain the millions in income. Ding, 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 ding. Where did it come from? I.e., the numbers don't add up. Ladies and gentlemen, I own a book publishing company. I publish my own books. I can tell you right now, you're not making more than $5, $10 a book, even if you own the company. So this is weird. They note that Joe Biden netted $12.2 million in the same deal for a book that sold 300,000 copies. Excluding the $4.2 million earned from touring and speaking, that yields $8 million of income. Where to assume came from book royalties? Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden, if he's not the owner, he's probably making less than five bucks a book. You explain to me how five times 300,000 equals eight million. I'll wait. Anyone? Anyone got a calculator? We haven't had uh, 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 the, the abacus in a little. Was it? Jay's abacus. We haven't said in so long. I almost called it Joe's abacus. We haven't had, that's a real P1 right there. Jay's abacus. But I'm reasonably confident that the abacus wouldn't yield that kind of number. 
How the hell did he make $12 million on a book that sold 300,000 copies? Ladies and gentlemen, do the math yourself. Even if the book was $25 each, the guy, what, they didn't have to pay for the book? I mean, he didn't write it. They probably paid a ghost. They probably paid someone to read it. They have to pay for distribution. They have to pay for marketing. This guy's full of shit, man. The numbers don't add up because they'll never add up. Because this isn't real, man. None of this is real. This guy's a scammer. He is so obviously a scammer. If this was Donald Trump, he'd be in jail already. So full of it, man. Before we get to the next, just I got to show this video. The only thing Joe Biden has going for him right now is the quality of his opponents sucks so bad that Joe Biden may still creep in and get the nomination. Here's what I think is going to happen, though. You want to hear the dirty little secret? The Democrats' convention is a month after the Republicans, and they did that for a reason. I'm convinced they're waiting to see if Donald Trump gets the nod or not. I think regardless of what happens, they're going to be watching the polling. Say Trump gets the nomination. If Trump is up in swing states by four or five points, I can almost guarantee you at the convention, Biden's going to pull out because they're going to force him to, and they'll renominate someone else. But his likely successor isn't looking good either. You saw what happened with Gavin Newsom. He goes to China to look like the, look at me, I'm going to look like the statesman, probably put his bow tie on, eat a little like foie gras, whatever. A story about that for you, by the way, too. So, so he goes over to China to look like the statesman, the dreadful governor of the failed state of California. Folks, what do I always tell you about politics? Anyone in the chat remember? Politics is what? You got to be a P1 to know this. Anybody know? Politics is two things. It is sound bites and snapshots. That is it. It is a good picture and a soundbite. Nobody's reading your white papers. Nobody spends time listening to all your speeches. If they are, they're already your voters. Swing voters see a snapshot, a picture, and they hear a soundbite. That is it. When you understand that about campaigns, that's how you win. That's why Trump was so marketable the first time, because he was full of build the wall, all this other stuff, China. That was it. It was all soundbites, soundbites and snapshots. Gavin Newsom hasn't figured that out yesterday. This happened. He was trying to play basketball, looked like a tough guy. It didn't go so well. Check this out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Come on, that's definitely, I mean, serious. That is a hardcore double monthly. Easily a double monthly, folks. Hey, listen, this stuff, I'm telling you, man, You this stuff hurts. There were a couple people I saw on TV like, oh, he didn't look too bad. He laughed it off. Hey, it happens. I'm not just knocking a guy because he's a Democrat. It happens to Republicans too. They've all got these terrible moments where they look like shit. But here's the, folks, knocking over a little kid in China and while you're trying to look like a tough guy playing basketball in a button-down shirt, it's funny. I, I was in uh, I was in a gym one time lifting weights, and I was doing it in a show. But remember Joe with the uh, with with the with jeans on because I was just going to deadlift her for a little bit, and people were knocking me like t-shirt. This guy's in a button-down with like leather-soled shoes trying to play basketball, knocking over little kids, and then like patting them and you know grabbing them and stuff all weird. Dude is like a Whack-a-doodle. I hit the thing again. I hit that's mad. We got this like little thin thing. It's like if I tried to hit it a thousand times, I'd never hit it. That is not a good snapshot. And I'm going to tell you why. Watch what's going to happen. You ready? Joe, flag this. This is important. 
Jim, flag this too prematurely for the radio show. Folks, flag it. Chatsters, get the flags up right now. We got to see him. If he decides to run against Joe Biden, which I doubt, let me just say I doubt. But if he says, screw it, Dean Phillips is in and I'm getting in this race, the reason that's going to hurt more is Gavin Newsom's team will likely have like videos of Joe Biden falling all over the place. The Biden team's going to run that thing and say, really? Joe Biden? Joe Biden's 80 something. What's Gavin Newsom's excuse? Dude, flag, flag it. Flag it. Watch. That's why that thing is more damaging than you think. And I'm not convinced it's Dean Phillips. Look at his flag. <laughs> yes. Love you guys. Heart pound if I could do it. Elbows hurt. Listen to me. That's totally what's going to happen. And I'm not so sure, by the way, this Dean Phillips isn't in the race. This congressman against Biden to kind of soften the battlefield. So the first person who jumps in like Gavin Newsom can say what, fellas? Well, I didn't start this. He did. So if he's in, I can get in too. We'll see. All right, so something happened last week at the UN I'm going to get to after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, we should just defund the UN completely. Why Why we, why we need, I spent a lot of uh, of falls in the UN, falls, like not like having like fall, like the season, because that's what we did in the Secret Service. We protected people who came into town. So I've spent a lot of time at the UN and uh, inside the UN and around the UN and sitting at the UN. Let me tell you something at the UN. It's freaking useless. It is a total waste of our time. It's a total waste of money. It serves no freaking purpose and probably should be disbanded immediately. The place sucks. I'll show you what I mean coming up next. Uh, folks, two quick sponsors, and uh, we really appreciate your patience as always. The unthinkable's happening. No more surprises. It's all out in the open. Our so-called trusted institutions, they tell you not to worry, but everything's fine. But you know better than that. That's BS. Don't allow yourself to be blindsided again. Invest in emergency food storage like I do today. You can trust my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest emergency preparedness company. Pick up their best-selling three-month emergency food kit. It has breakfast, lunches, and dinners. It lasts up to 25 years, 2,000 calories a day in these packets. Just add water and heat, then eat. Calories are survival, folks, in an emergency. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Get a three-month emergency food kit for My Patriot Supply. Get one for every member of your family like I do. My Patriot Supply also sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for power outages, uh, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, and survival gear that may come in handy soon. Visit MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare for the fallout or an emergency today. MyPatriotSupply.com, our last sponsor. And I'll get back to the useless UN in a minute. Omaha Steaks falls in the air. We're looking forward to crisp mornings, hot coffee, falling leaves, and sweater weather. More importantly, it's a perfect time for fall grilling, tailgating and some cozy, delicious comfort food. My favorite, Omaha Steaks. They have all your fall cravings covered with 50% off site-wide during the semi-annual sale. 50. That's 5-0. off all your favorite, juicy, delicious, tender, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut filet mignon. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Use code Bongino at checkout. Get an extra $30 off your order. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value on incredible entrees, scrumptious sides, decadent desserts, and more. All of them are 50% off during the semi-annual sale, every bite's backed by the 100% unconditional guarantee. Go to omahasteaks.com and shop all your delicious favorites for half the price. Enter promo code Bongino for this delicious food at checkout for an extra $30 off. The steaks are amazing. Hurry. The sale is only for a limited time. Omahasteaks.com, promo code Bongino. So the UN sucks. I spent a ton of time there. And let me tell you what the UN is. You want a little behind the scenes? Anyone in the chat? You want to hear what the UN's really about? 
Here's what the UN's about. They do the General Assembly. We call it UNGA, UN General Assembly. It's not like complicated, right? So every year, every agent from across the country that works in the Secret Service pretty much gets called into New York to sit on and babysit a bunch of foreign digs who come into town and they all get secret service and we got to sit outside their hotel room. It's the most annoying assignment in the world. And it really sucks. I've been, I was there 12 years. I worked, I think nine UNs every single year, every country from Grenada to Pakistan. And let me tell you why they really come to the United States. Number one, they want a vacation. Uh, most of their countries, many of them sadly don't have the economy. The United States does. So they come over here to chill in New York City. Their governments pay for it. Uh, some of them are tyrants anyway. So when it, there is no government. They just, they are the government. So they get a, a nice little vacation. Another reason a lot of foreign digs love the UN every year, they come in right around. It's always around the US Open. That's the always ways I remember because I'd work at the US Open tennis tournament every year. And it's always around the same time. <laughs> so Unga would happen, UN General Assembly. A lot of them come because they have veal cutlets here too. I'm going to let that one stew a second. You mean like cows? Oh, no. I don't mean cows. Okay, moving on. It's a good time, let's just say. This, a lot of them come because they're slumlords, too. I've been with foreign digs that are like slumlords that go and collect rent and stuff. No. Yes. No. Yes. The UN's a joke. The UN General Assembly's a joke. Nobody does anything there. It's a total freaking waste of time. And I've got news for you. Your tax dollars are financing a lot of this. It probably costs the Secret Service uh, $20, 30000000 million to pay for this debacle every single year. And you should just stay out. And the fact that we have to fund the UN, sit, have the UN sit in the middle of Manhattan. Oh, look, it brings in a lot of income. Ladies and gentlemen, it brings in a lot of trouble is what it brings in because of security details and traffic getting locked down. And we got to host scumbags like this. Scumbags like this guy. Here is the uh, Iranian ambassador to the UN giving a speech here. He shows up at the UN in New York City in our country to basically take a dump on all of us and tell us how, like, we're going to be next and stuff like that. And we got to listen to this crap because we fund it. Check this out. I warn if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. It is our home, and West Asia is our region. We do not compromise with any party and any side. And we have no reservation when it comes to our home's security. So we got to protect these scumbags. They come in here, crap all over us. And, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to host the UN, you, you got to do it. Well, why'd they let them in? You have to. They come in under a diplomatic kind of pouch. What else are you going to do? But this is why I'm telling you, like, what's the point of this institution? We've got to invite a bunch of anti-American probable terrorists into our country to come in here and take a crap all over our country in the middle of one of our biggest cities. The world's probably laughing at us. Oh, by the way, these Hamas fighters that killed Americans, by the way, killed Americans, in addition to thousands of Jews and hundreds are holding hostage, by the way. Oh, the Hamas fighters were trained in Iran before the October 7th attacks. You guys can see the headline. Right here in the Wall Street Journal yourself. Iran, train some terrorists, kill some Americans, take some Americans hostage, ah, rape some women, behead some young children, torture people and stuff like that. But don't worry, come into the country and give a speech how we're coming for you guys next. Listen, man, I ain't into faux bravado and starting a bunch of international wars when I'm not going to fight it. Hey, we'll kick your ass, mother. Listen, 
We can save all that shit for another day. But that doesn't mean I'm not pissed off about it. And it's okay for you. Listen to me. You can have two thoughts in your head at the same time. That stupid little walk and chew gum, but it's true. You don't have to think this is right. You can give these guys the F you middle finger and say, okay, but we still have to be deliberate in our response and not start a nuclear war tomorrow. These guys, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I spent a lot of time there, man, and the place just pisses me off. This was a ground ball at the UN. I want you to watch this next video. Ground ball, a freaking bunt. You know what a bunt? Keep the barrel high, not low. You'll pop it up, right? You know what a bunt in baseball, the easiest thing to do? Catch the ball with the bat. This was a bunt. They put a resolution out there to condemn the terror, torture, and rape on October 7th and hostage taking. It's not hard, folks. Yes, we probably shouldn't do stuff like that. Not only did it fail at the UN, this resolution to condemn October 7th, when it failed, a whole group of people at the UN applauded. No, yes, no. Yeah, listen to yourself. It's as follows. In favor, 88. Against, 55. Abstentions, 23. Having failed to obtain a two-thirds majority of members present and voting, draft amendment A stroke ES 10 L26 is not adopted. They think this is great. Bad enough it fails and you can't just be more. It's like I said, we can have two separate thoughts in our head at the same time. Even if you're an a-hole who doesn't even understand the historical background of this entire conflict, you can say in your head, okay, like I do, I don't want innocent people killed. Palestinian, Jew, Christian, Arab. I, I, I want no innocent people killed, but that's not the world we live in. You can say that and still say like, yeah, but the whole like paraterrorist thing, raping women while you put their kids in the whole oven thing. Yeah, I'm not good with that. We're going to condemn that. It's not hard. It's not hard. Fuck sticks at the UN. It's not hard. You can do, you can do that. Oh, propaganda. Zionist propaganda. Really? Here, they had a, you want to see this, by the way, in case you think like your heroes on the other side. Oh, they're so great. Freedom fighter, freedom fighter. Huh? They put their tunnels, their terror tunnels. You know, they put them underneath hospitals, making sure to cause maximum damage to their own people so they can go and do a propaganda thing. They released this interrogation this week. I want you to watch this. This is an interrogation of a demon savage here where he admits that, yeah, they placed their little terror network underneath hospitals, hoping they blow up the hospital so they can use it for propaganda. Yeah, but people in the hospital would die. Nah, they don't give a shit. Here, take a look. The main system of the tunnels, where is it? There is one to Osama and one to Mahara. The main system is there. Show me them. And what is the connection between the tunnels and the hospitals? The hospitals, most of them are hidden in the hospitals. Hidden next to or under it. Shifa, for example, there are underground levels. Thank you to Joe you're like, wow, that guy sounds a lot like Joe. No, it is Joe because Joe is translate. But that's the actual translate. They hide these things under the hospital. I want to show you this one last thing, too. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's really disturbing to have to listen to. 
Folks, I said in the beginning of the show, you know, the world takes hostages. It's not about you when you have kids. It's not. Maybe I sound harsh given current times, but it's an accurate description. When you have kids and children, you would do anything for them. Listen, you all watching me right now, 93,000 people. You know what I'm saying is true. You would do absolutely anything for your kids. I'm going to play this video taken from a dash cam video of a guy's car. It's a father. His daughter is, uh, has basically a bunch of guns in her face from a, bunch, from a bunch of the demon savages in a kibbutz. The father's in the car racing to try to save her. I want you to watch this. They start, this, now those are the terrorists. Now watch. Now they start shooting at him. His daughter is a fear. O-F-I-R, you can see if you're watching it on the translation. They're shooting at him as he's going to get his daughter. Trying to get his daughter. They're still shooting. Almost runs off the road. Barely gets control of the car again. Tried to take that turn through. Ophira, can you hear me? They're really here. They shot at me. They shot at my car. Father, she said. Come here. I'm trying to come. Dad, they're here. What? Ended it there. She's dead. She's killed. What would you do for your kids? The answer is you would do anything for your kids. And I want you to keep in mind, you know how I feel about this. I have strong opinions on this because I've stared these demon savages in the face. I spent a lot of time in the Middle East. And I'm trying to warn you for the 10,000th time, you can take it or leave it. You can have two simultaneous opinions in your head at the same time that are perfectly appropriate. That we should do everything in our power to keep innocent people alive, regardless of what your race, religion, gender, whatever it may be. But this is not going to end pretty. What happened, happened. And these people will kill you next in a heartbeat. Whether you wrapped yourself in a Palestinian flag or a coexist bumper sticker, you could be Ophira next. These people don't care, folks. They don't care. Stuff's hard for me to watch. Folks, the enemy's already here, by the way. If you don't think we have terror cells operating in the United States with those open border numbers I gave you earlier in the Bill Malugin tweet, 900,000 people we know about this year, you telling me none of them are potential terrorists? Folks, the enemy's already here, man. You can believe it, take it, or leave it. But when they come for you, God forbid that happens. Chance of being caught in a terror attack are relatively low. Thank God. The chances of it happening in the United States are absolutely high. Look at London. This was London at a pro-Hamas rally. Did you see this? Look at London. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of people. Now, it's not as many people talking to me right now, on this, but this is a lot of people. That is an enormous number of people in London. There are supporters of this terror savage group everywhere. Did you see the videos out of the Dagestan region this weekend? Plane lands and a bunch of people storm the runway looking for Jews to kill? You think the media is going to be on the side? Ladies and gentlemen, the media will cover up another Holocaust like that. 
No, they won't. You bet the f- they will in a heartbeat. Here's the Associated Press. It was run at the Washington Post. But this is AP. Crowd storms Russian airport to protest flight from Israel? What, why? Why were they protesting the flight? They didn't like the engine parts? Did some, one of the pilots put out a TikTok they didn't like about the local soccer team? Oh, no, they stormed the Russian airport because they thought there were Jews on the flight that they wanted to hang at the, at the airport. Kind of an important, kind of an important thing to, to, to throw in there, right? Folks, if there's another Holocaust, the media will be accomplices in it. Mostly peaceful Holocaust it'll be. That's how they'll frame it. You think these people are going to save you? Oh, here's another story that everybody's just conveniently figuring out now. George Soros money in the New York Post. Soros money supporting some of these groups. Here's some reporting out of Rich Calder and Matthew Seneca. Groups behind the Israel bashing protests are backing Hamas attacks. Got 15 million plus from George Soros. I this is so weird, Guy. I was told exposing this is anti-Semitic. I was, I was told that any... It's a, you heard that too, right? I don't know, folks. You in the chat, did you hear this too? If you mention George Soros' name, you're anti-Semitic, which is weird because the New York Post is reporting far-left billionaire George Soros has funneled more than 15 million to 2016 to groups behind this month's pro-Palestinian protests where they openly cheered Hamas militants craven terror attacks on Israel. It's, it's so weird. It's, I, I, so... Useful, useful idiots. You understand the same people right now. I have been defending the civilized man against the savage. The same people that have been attacking me and Matt Palumbo, who wrote the book about George Soros that I published, that have been attacking me for faux bullshit anti-Semitism while I fight the fight are now the same assholes who are out there like, oh my gosh, this is shocking, George Soros money. We've been warning you about this shit for years, you dumbasses. You're anti-Semitic. You're just a moron. This is why I ignore these freaking people. Useful idiots. You know who are some more useful idiots? Sexual identity politics groups out there, too, attacking conservatives for years who are now remarkably seemingly pro-Hamas. I got a little test I'd like to throw out for you guys. What do you guys think? To the queers for Palestine and other groups out there, I tell you what, we're going to get like, we should get a uh, give, send, go together. We'll buy you plane tickets for a Hamas training camp. See how long you survive over there. I want you to listen to, by the way, Here's how queers for Palestine talk about Palestine and Hamas. We love Hamas. Stop the application occupation. Air quotes. Here's how they talk about you. Take a look at this. Our Muslim Palestinian people will not accept a single homosexual openly declaring his abomination. Will you allow a single homosexual on the land of Jerusalem and Palestine? Will you allow that? No. Our people will not allow there to be institutions that promote this abomination on the blessed and pure land of Palestine. 
Now, notice Joe translates there, and Joe doesn't even yell because they're really angry when they say this. They want you to know if you're gay. Like, really? It's not like they're like, hey, gay people, we will not allow this abomination. They're like yelling it just to be sure. So just to be clear again, queers for Palestine are like, stop the occupation. The Palestinian pro-Hamas supporters are like, kill the homosexuals. It's an abomination. It's an asymmetric fight, folks. Useful freaking idiots. Useful idiots. Morons. You want to see another useful idiot? The Democrat Hamas caucus, the squad that loves Hamas and will still refuse, refuse to tell you the truth about what's going on in the region. One of them is Pramia Jayapal, a total left-wing communist lunatic and another terrorist sympathizer. They're doing the do not fall for this trick. I showed it to you last week. I'm going to show it to you again. You can unflag it now. I told you they were going to go down this road. They are going to try to co-opt the national security right by comparing the Palestinian occupation that doesn't exactly exist. There's no Palestine to be occupied. Okay, so that's just a fake story. Do your history homework, right? Watch how they try to compare it to this fight against like Russia and the occupation. They're trying to do this to mentally get in your head and co-opt the national security right. You're going to start hearing more of this. Listen very closely. We called it last week. Check this out. Kristen, I just think we have to recognize that this is a double standard. The United States rightly called out Russia for its siege of Ukraine, rightly called out the attacks on the power infrastructure, the refusal to provide food and water and fuel to the Ukrainians. And we have to recognize that our credibility and our authority on the moral stage is is greatly diminished if we do not also call out these uh, this siege that Israel is launching on Gaza as violations of international Con- law. Con- we are losing credibility. And frankly, we're being isolated in the rest of the world. Folks, make no mistake. The enemy is already here. They're already here crossing our border and they're already here in our Congress. These people are here. These people are here now. They can't stand this country. They hate everything it stands for. They are only bothered by Israel because they believe in the socialist Marxist exploitation narrative and every useful idiot queers for Palestine and all these other suckers who believed in George Soros. I want you to understand you are being played for morons. Do you understand this? There is only one reason they hate the Jews. They hate the Jews because they're communists. Commies hate successful people. It's the same reason they hate Asians and call them white adjacent. It's the exact same reason. These people are not complicated. They're not deep thinkers. They are straight up tier one level freaking commies. That is it. Anybody who's successful, they hate because they believe they exploited someone else. That's the only reason AOC, Ilhan Omar, Pramia Jayapal, that's the exact same reason, despite their background, heritage, religion, anything else, they all spout the same talking points. It's the exploitation narrative. It's why they hate Israel and they want to kill the Jews. And it's why they'll kill anyone else who gets in their way either. This is the perfect example of the anti-anti-communist theory. We're the anti-communists. We don't like communism and collectivism. The anti-anti-communists hate anyone in their way. Anyone. They hate anyone away, us, anyone stopping them. They will align with anyone to crush us. Iran, people who hate gays, they don't care. They don't care. 
All right, tomorrow's show, I'm going to have to cover some of the stuff I had. I came up with something really interesting in this Trump legal filing that I, I, I know I told you about years ago. You know where I'm going with this, right, Joe? And it's CNN article about there's something really interesting in the latest Trump legal filing about foreign influence. I'm going to get to it tomorrow on the show. Please don't miss it. It's super important. I got a lot going on this week, the news cycle, busy, busy stuff. Thanks so much today for tuning in. As always, join us in the chat. Spend four hours, spend five hours with us. I love hanging with you. I get in the chat early. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I'm the Bongino show. I pop in and out throughout the hour. I'm usually eating, so I'm watching what you're saying in there. It's pretty cool. I love your comments. Thank you for everything. Welcome from all over the country. And please click the follow button. One favor, we're at 2.95 million people on, on uh, followers on Rumble. That is obscene. I never thought we'd be that big. We are. We're almost at 3 million. Help us get there. Spread the word. Click that follow button. It means the world to me. Follow us on Apple and Spotify too. Thanks so much, folks, for tuning in. I'm so glad to have you. It's really an honor, man. I'll see you all back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.